This is Abby's friend Anna. Here are some important things you should know about this episode. One, there are a whole lot of swears because David is Irish and Abby is willing to accommodate the practices of other cultures. There is, in particular, a discussion of an uncouth word that rhymes with bunt, and the extreme difference between its usage here and in David's home country. It's not a crude conversation, but if you'd rather skip it, that business starts right around 26 minutes and 45 seconds in, and stops at around 28 minutes. Another thing to know is that at one point, David excitedly mentions a podcast called The Blind Boy Boat Club Podcast, and goes off on a string of related references that he and Abby both understand but do not explain. They are talking about an Irish celebrity called Blind Boy Boat Club, primarily known as one half of a band called The Rubber Bandits. David is specifically talking about The Rubber Bandits song, Horse Outside, and their comedy video, The Rubber Bandits Guide to Fishing. Okay, I'm almost done with the intro, but before I go, here are a few facts that Abby and David couldn't remember during the recording. Shakespeare lived from 1564 to 1616. The dad in All My Sons is named Joe Keller. Atlanta is indeed the capital of Georgia. That will do it. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to Asheville's Dramatic Breakdown. I'm your host, Abby Allman. For the past seven years or so, I've been working as a lighting designer in the big, vibrant, complicated theater scene of my hometown in Asheville, North Carolina, which makes me a very lucky person. In my line of work, I meet a ton of fascinating people who generate art. They're like a pipeline through which art enters the world, and I'm so interested in that process. I have a million questions for all these people that I've never had the time or opportunity to ask, because I'm only ever anywhere during Tech Week. Nobody ever has any time during Tech Week. I don't have any time during Tech Week, so we don't talk. I therefore made this podcast so that I can ask all the questions I want and you get to listen while I satisfy my curiosity. My guest today is David Yates. Hey, David. Hello. As usual, I brought your favorite beverage, which in this case is a suffering bastard. Yeah, and it's my current favorite. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so good. What's It's, it's bourbon, gin, Bitters, ginger beer, ginger beer, uh, bitters, lime. lime juice, and a slice of blood orange. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot the blood orange. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. I think it might be the tastiest drink that we've had on the or that I've had on the podcast. And the most expensive. <laughs> that too. That is true. Cheers. <laughs> okay. So start off. You're clearly some kind of foreigner. Yeah, and I'm your first foreigner on the show. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. Go what, me. What godless land could you possibly be from? <laughs> I am from Ireland. <laughs> Dublin, Ireland. In connection with that... It's so, I know there's not a camera there, but it feels like there's a camera I there. <laughs> Welcome to the Abbey Show. That'll be the next step. Oh, yeah. I'd watch that show. Oh, thank you. I'd be on it. Unlike some of us who kind of stumbled into this and are making it up as we go. You're really well-educated in theater, at least by my standards. Um, not, not by everyone else's standards here, because most of the people I know have, uh, like, bachelor's and master's degrees in it. I have um, what, you, what you would call a community college education. Really? Yeah. I ne I'd like when I was moving over here, I didn't tell anybody what my college name was, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's in Irish. So 
I rode that train in front <laughs> until right. the end. Like, um, yeah, it took took my boss a year to pronounce it even somewhat correctly. What is what is it the pronunciation? What's it called? Kalosh de Dulik. Um, cool. I suppose like the translation nowadays would be like uh, Kulak College, <laughs> but okay. it actually means College of the Little Corner. And it's a further education that's, college. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you come across, I assumed just from my conversations with you that you had like a really high degree of some nope. kind. No. Nope. Are you just super well read? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see all these books in this room? Yes. Uh, they're mine. <laughs> and I've so read like, those. Maybe, okay. <laughs> So about a quarter of them are yours and maybe three of them you have read. Yeah. yeah. Um, books, books, I always um, like I'll, I'll purchase them and I'll read two quarters of them and then I'll get bored and I'll have to start a new book. Yeah. I've never successfully. Well, no, I have, but it's, it's certain kind of books, but novels and stuff like that, they just can't hold my attention for too long. Yeah. So how did you end up with the knowledge you have in the because you come across like somebody who really knows what he's doing is that com like a complete facade because i can relate to that no um i don't i don't think that I, like i i know that i don't know everything about it and i'm always willing to accept advice and everything i had i, I was thinking about going to a uh, university and getting my degree in acting and i auditioned i didn't get in that year and then when it came up again uh, I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it like on an analytical kind of basis. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's happening here? They only accept 18 people a year and it's a very prestigious qual uh, college. Those right. were quotation marks, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking like, okay, these 18 kids are going to go in here. They're going to be with each other for three to four years. They're going to have the same teachers. They're going to be studying the same things. They're going to come out of it with a, co a connection to uh rada in london what's what's rada uh the royal academic drama association oh, okay cool it's where all the the royal shakespeare company kids go right yeah and it's like they're, they're just going to be studying the same thing they're going to come out with the same attitude and the same like they, they wouldn't have discovered anything for themselves because mm -hmm. i'm a much i'm a hands-on person you know i can't mm -hmm. learn unless i do something for myself I, th I just it was the best route for me you know I've heard that especially with the arts that maybe a college degree is not your best bet like your best bet is to just jump in yeah if you I have really if you have that. the opportunity like I've said this to you before a lot of people for, like and it's not even with the arts it's with fucking everything sorry I curse a lot oh that's lot. okay it's it's not just because of me it's because I'm specifically Irish <laughs> <laughs> we use it to fill in words between gaps I think the only people who care are my parents, and I always warn them. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, but like I say that about most fields, regardless if it's artistic or not. Mm -hmm. um, people are so quick to forget. And they're so easy to forget that yeah. like countries like America and like uh, Britain and Ireland and these first world countries were built by people that didn't have a formal education. <laughs> you know, they didn't yeah. know what they were doing. That's true. Like, they didn't have business degrees. They didn't have this, that. They'd, like, nowadays you need a fucking four-year college education. 
and five years worth of experience to flush your own fucking toilet. Yeah, <laughs> and know? people just assume that you would have a four-year degree. It's like people are surprised when you don't. No. And it's... It's like that's a you, very expensive thing. Yeah, and we've we've we have talked to talked before about actually you gave me some advice at one point that in part led to this podcast because you said that uh, I give you a lot of advice, Abby. I you can't, do. I can't it's, do it. a, it's a lot of advice. <laughs> some of which I follow, and some of which I forget forever. <laughs> but you you told me something like nobody knows how to do anything until they do it. Sounds like something I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so you just, you just, if you have an idea, just jump in, see how it goes. Yeah. Like the the worst that can happen is you mess it up and you just start again. Like. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how the world works. Like and I'm not like like stuff like doctors and stuff. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't just. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, don't, don't just, just hop in and do surgery. brain surgery. There are specific <laughs> professions that you know you need to pay attention <laughs> and you need to go to college. Yeah. But like. Also, the ratio, in my experience, the ratio to people who are nice and I like to work with yeah. <laughs> versus the people who are not nice and I don't like to work with it, uh, the ratio is in the favor of people without university degrees in this field. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to offend anybody here. It's, this is just in my experience uh, with uh, these people that there's too many borders and everything in their way saying these are the rules that we have to follow and like i'm the person that comes in and goes why what why why can't we do that no 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 you can't just say no why can't we do that yeah. <laughs> you know? i i hate following the rules sometimes speaking of which something i learned about you recently is that you are not a fan of the method of it's method acting it's not that i'm not a fan of method acting I studied it for four years because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a method actor. Really? Oh, yeah. Four years of my life I dedicated to that. Why did you want to be a method actor? Is it... Um, a, is it Acting is such a mystery to me. Is it It's effective? such a mystery to me as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not just people that are outside of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just... It's the most popular one, most popular form out there, most popular technique, you know? I think that's mm -hmm. the first thing that everyone jumps on when they enter this. Um, this profession it there's a logic to it yeah but a lot of them seem to I've heard now and I choose to believe this that Stanislavski himself like threw his own ideas out the window on his deathbed really <laughs> well yeah because like it's just like there's nothing wrong like I still use techniques from method acting mm -hmm. but I just don't take it as far as you're pissing off your entire cast Right. Or, you know, you're interfering with someone else's work. And that seems to be what is happening where like it's so introverted sometimes mm -hmm. that like the whole purpose that we're there in that room from the very beginning is to tell the story of the play and method acting. in like in these extreme cases with people, and I really can't understand it, like they're s separating themselves from everybody to get into character and prepare it's just a bit of fucking fun, like. <laughs> and, it, and that isn't, again, not saying anything bad about all method actors, but just like everything else, there are those extreme people that just take it way too far. And you're just like, dude. It seems like, <laughs> yeah. it seems like the, or one of the important things is for the whole cast to be on the same page. So, like, if everybody was doing method acting, then that would be one thing. 
But if oh, there's... we'd be fucked. We'd be fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it would be intense. But it seems like you could get something really cool out of it if everybody was on the same page. Um, yeah, it's... Um, in you're a director as well. We just worked on the field. Mm. And it seems like... I've never directed anything. It seems like part of what you're supposed to do is to kind of get everybody to be cohesive. So if as a as a cast and crew as you're going ahead if you've got that connection and that cohesion then things go pretty well but if you've got you know one person doing method and one person doing something else and one person then it things can get a little a little tough well yeah it's, it's like it's like mixing bad recipes yeah <laughs> you know yeah. making half a scottish uh half a cottage pie with lady fingers <laughs> yeah um on the other hand though like a variety of perspectives yeah then you have the chaos theory i believe in that as well like how what do you mean in connection like if you had people from every single technique of acting come together yeah and find common ground like it could be amazing oh that could be cool too you know like i believe in the chaos theory i think it's it's a good direction to go um no i i i i love the whole concept of method acting i love the exercises um the reason why I keep theater journals is because of Stanislavski. You yeah, know? I know, actually, the only encounters I've ever had with method acting is when somebody has decided that they're going to live this character. And then I never really get to understand it or learn about it because probably the character would not be talking to the lighting designer who does not exist yeah. in the universe of the show. <laughs> So, like, what what are some, just for my own curiosity, what are some, what what do you mean when you say exercises for method acting? Oh, there's, like, sense memory exercises and stuff for, like, let's say you're, you're um, the Caucasian chalk circle. Uh, there's a character in that where he's, like, he's a woodsman and he's up in the mountains all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, a good, a good thing for him would be to sit down in a chair and just close your eyes and then you just meditate on it and you try and picture what snow feels like and like after like a good 20 minutes of concentrating you begin to feel cold and it's just these little exercises and like they're not necessarily method but it's just like it's just it's a religion yeah not method acting acting in general it can be a religion because we all fall into these like routines like before show and stuff when you say it can be like that's a very interesting thing to say that's a religion yeah what do you mean just it follows the same kind of pattern as normal religions do you know you you go to a certain place at a certain time you close your eyes a lot you do a lot of stretching <laughs> sometimes you try and stay the fuck awake yeah. <laughs> no and like you go into this this personal space of you that you're not really familiar with Ooh, you know and you hand cool. things over a lot of the time yeah my mother once gave me a wonderful exercise when i was a kid um, she'd get me to write down problems or worries that I'd have and she'd get me to fold it up and make it like a beautiful, beautiful letter, even put a stamp on it and address it. Yeah. And then she'd get me to throw it into the fire and watch it burn. You know, and it's just it's just a mental exercise just to relieve. Yeah. Which is what gods do, don't they? <laughs> Please, God, take this burden away from me. <laughs> you know, you're you're depending on something higher than yourself. I like that. That's true. But that can be said about anything. It can be said about music. It can be said about lighting. Like, you're sitting there 
in the middle of a show and you're seeing like a light flicker and you're like, oh, please work, please work. You're handing that worry over to something, whether it's electricity I mean, or a spiritual being or something. I try to go <laughs> fix it, but yes, there is but like prayer. in the middle of a show, you can't really do there much. There is prayer you know? involved when yeah. something like that starts to happen. I'll admit that. <laughs> Just praying to whatever, please. Turn that light back on. Oh, sorry. This is all we and me and Abby discussed this beforehand. This is the first uh, Asheville's dramatic breakdown um, drinking game. <laughs> Whenever me and oh. Abby like switch subject, you have to drink. It, you're gonna be drunk. Yeah, we've had many conversations <laughs> <laughs> where we've started in ancient Greece and ended up in the future. Yes, <laughs> we are Doctor Who. Yes. Oh, and guess what? Change of subject. I have another question to ask. Drink. <laughs> so the first time, like I had met you before we did Romeo and Juliet together, but that was the first time that I like really got to talk to you and kind of figure out who you were as a human being who exists in the world. You played Mercutio mm -hmm. and it was really funny because Mercutio was supposed to be the you know, he's the comic relief, but it was also the way you played it was super intense. And I heard like second or third hand that part of why it was so intense is you had come up with like this whole backstory. I, I can't take all the credit for that. That was Dwight Childs as much as it was me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I owe a lot to Dwight. I, I, I got in. I got that job through false pretenses. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. How so? I told them that um, me and Dwight were working on Jesus Christ Superstar. And he was like, hey, you act right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you do more than just ensemble, right? I was like, yes, I do. Do you do Shakespeare? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I said yes. And he was like, do you do it often? And I said, oh, yeah, I do Shakespeare all the time. I even studied with the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> all of which is true to a degree where I do Shakespeare all the time in my library, <laughs> where we are now. Yeah. I had been studying Shakespeare for a long time, but I've never, I had never done it. And my career with the, or my studying with the Royal Shakespeare Company was a two week course <laughs> that we did. <laughs> so I didn't lie, but I didn't tell the full truth. Yeah. But um, uh, coincidentally, before I moved here, um, I saw an interview with the artistic director of the Druid Theatre in County Galway in Ireland, a company that I love and one day would love to work for. If you hear this, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> and they they had a um, they were doing the history plays, but the interview consisted of their artistic director saying, we have to realize at this point that Shakespeare is much a part of any culture uh, aside from England. You know, they have their own way of doing it. We need to discover our own way of doing it because it's what? 600 years now? 400 years? I don't even know. I don't know. Sorry, Shakespeare. Sorry, William, but I don't know. don't know how long you've been dead. We'll Google we'll, 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 yeah. we'll put it in we'll the intro. We'll put it out there. Somebody will read it. But anyway, uh, yeah. so this really stuck with me, what she said, that like, it's a much a part of us as it is any other culture. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I move over here, uh, Mountain Art Theatre Company is doing Romeo and Juliet, set in uh, the Cold Mountains? Yeah, just after the Just Cold after Mountains. the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. And like, they're fucking doing it. They're fucking doing it. They're fucking doing it. <laughs> I get to be a part of it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, the, the big, a big question was, all right, straight off the bat, 
who is he? <laughs> and Dwight's like, keep your accent, keep your accent. I'm like, okay, cool. So he's Irish. <gasps> he came over from the famine. <laughs> you know, and this yeah. backstory just started. Because the, the whole fairy background fits in as well. You know, that Irish mythology kind of thing and oh, fairy background. Oh, snap, it does. That was a problem during rehearsal, actually. I kept calling Queen Mab Queen Maeve. Because she's this big queen in Irish uh, mythology. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't not do it. Eventually we got to a point where I was calling her Mabe. <laughs> Queen Mabe. You could get away with it. Everybody would just assume like, oh, that's an Irish thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, slowly but surely this 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 person started to um, pop up where he was suffering really bad from um, post-traumatic stress disorder. It, and it fit him. It did. It came through and it worked and it added a lot and something I actually said to you at the time which was not a good start to a friendship but it came through is that I didn't much care for Mercutio oh that's fine yeah um I thought he was obnoxious and kind of boring and most of the stuff he said didn't make sense mm -hmm. and I thought that the play got interesting when he died <laughs> thank you you're welcome <laughs> No, but um, that that turn on it made so much of what he did make sense. Um, the kind of manic behavior that would come out sometimes, the the sort of brooding, just it really informed the character in a really cool way. Unfortunately, you, he was kind of easy to do because I know so many of that guy back home. How so? I just know those guys, like I used to be one of them where I'd have a bit too much to drink one night and I'd end up crying behind a shed. That you know? is so Mercutio. And like it's, it's so Irish behavior as well. You know, like we, we bury that horrible shit that we don't want to talk about. It's so deep. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just have like, we'll just have one too many sips. Like it literally takes a sip to send you over the edge. Yeah. And before you know it, you're bitching about everything under the sun, bawling your eyes out yeah. <laughs> behind your mother's gardening shed. <laughs> you know? And when it happens more than once, you know you have a fucking problem. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, he was he was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Plus, I got to grow a whopper beard for Oh, yeah, A gosh. whopper beard. Big old beard. <laughs> it was fun at the cast party when we got to shave my hair and my beard off. <laughs> awesome. That's become a, a bit of a stipend for me, actually. <laughs> yeah, because I did it for uh, the underpants as well. Yeah. I got rid of my all of my hair, actually. <laughs> yeah. You did. It's very fuzzy now, like a peach. Yeah, it's growing back. Thank yeah. God. It was one of those moments where, like, you're two seconds into it, and you're like, oh, fuck, 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 oh, no, oh, mistake. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> But, so, it was always going to come to this. Speaking of being Irish. Okay. <laughs> something really interesting you told me was that um, in America we have this certain ingrained patriotism. Yeah. Which even those of us wildly on the left, you think you're not patriotic. You are. So many of the things we on the wild, wild left do are so American. So, there's so much love of country there. But you said that for Irish people, you don't really get that patriotism until you leave and look back. No. Yeah. 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 Like the first time I got here, I saw these American flags like on people's property 
like outside their homes at full mast. And like the only thing I could think was, oh, America must be playing today in some kind of <laughs> tournament, you know? Because <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's really the only time you'll see an Irish flag in someone's house. <laughs> and like yeah. Ireland is playing in the World Cup or something. Um, yeah, um, uh, uh, myself included with a lot of my friends. Obviously, I can't speak for the entire country of Ireland, but sure. um, particularly Dublin people. Like our national language is Osgoelga. It's Irish. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that until I left Ireland. You know, I just thought it was some boring subject I had to learn in school for 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> I should be fucking fluent in it. Yeah. I really should be, but I'm nowhere near close. I've only started. Uh, I have a plan to have a better vocabulary in Irish by the time I'm 32. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't know how I'm going to do it because I have to translate it. You yes. Know? Quick sidebar. Drink. Do you remember uh, you told me dramatic breakdown in Irish? Um, back. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it would Dromiokta Brish Shias. Asheville Dromiokta Brish Shias. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. back to this. <laughs> um, what's that? Oh, no. Uh, you were talking about coming here about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, the the national language of Ireland, like the first language of Ireland is Irish and I don't speak it and I've only recently decided to correct that. Mm -hmm. But it's so funny like approaching it with brand new eyes where I want to learn it versus this is being thrust upon me and I don't want anything to do with it, you know? <laughs> I'm it's, going, like, it's like reading Shakespeare once you Oh my God, yeah, school. I can't even read Shakespeare now. I love Shakespeare, but like I can't read him in my spare time. Well, it's, it's not meant so to be just read that fucking way. Boring. Awful. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. So bad. Like, I don't have. I don't want to get my lexicon and fucking translate. <laughs> it's my only day off this week. Fuck off, Shakespeare. Google every other word. <laughs> your mother pays me to read your shit. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really strange. I'm I'm grateful that that I, we do become patriotic, um, but like we have our own quirks. Where like if you were in. Ireland with me now mm -hmm. and we were talking about Bono and I started insulting him if you did I would immediately get offended and be like what did you say about my pal Bono <laughs> what did you say about him <laughs> you know it's okay for us to say shit about him but as soon as anyone else does we're like fuck off you <laughs> <laughs> stay away from Paul Bono Hewson he'll kill you <laughs> yeah uh, we're, we're, we're a weird sort of folk where yeah yeah patriotism it, it, it's uh it's, it's a tricky subject with like northern ireland and the republic of ireland and the troubles that they have yeah. sorry i want to go on record dear america stop asking me this fucking question ireland is not part of the uk ireland consists of 32 counties as a like a full but there are six counties in the north that belong to england the rest all ours don't ask me that fucking question again I'm going to incorporate that into my curtain speech. Yes. <laughs> I will say, is, is America speech. part of the UK? Is it? Is that a stupid question? Then don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Please do that. Well, Just educate us. Educate America. Well, I, it's easy for me to get angry, but recently I've been telling myself that, okay, look, like I grew up watching American television and English television because there's not much of one back home, you know? Right. So... So growing up with that, you hear everything about England and you hear everything about America. And like Ireland is so small. 
I'm pretty sure you can fit eight Ireland's in Atlanta. In Atlanta? Sorry, Georgia. Okay. Which oh one's which one's the county? Or um, which one's the, the state? The state is Georgia. Atlanta the state. The you can fit them in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes more like, sense. That's that's the yeah, <laughs> much more sense. But like we're not we're not on a global stage like America would be and like uh, England would be. So there's there's no real reason for like the biggest question I've been getting recently is like, is your family okay with Brexit? Are they okay? Like, yeah. Why? Like, you're leaving the European Union. No, we're not. England is. You can't. Whole different country. <laughs> Whole which different is a, country. Which is a word, but like, by the a, way, it, not country. The other one is one that he can say anytime he wants to. Pretty I can because I never mean it in a malice kind of way. It means something else in Ireland, not like. It's used well, differently, is yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's literally like two sides of a coin. It literally is. Like, uh, I told you before that I went home for one of my best friend's wedding. Yeah. And I was his best man. We hadn't seen each other in nearly, like, 11 months. Yeah. And the first thing he says to me was, he puts out his hand. Like, all right, cunt. <laughs> and, like, right there in that moment, I was like, I'm home. <laughs> and when I came back after, I think I was away for 16 days, I came back here. And um, someone came up and asked me, are you OK? And I immediately started like getting really upset because I miss my friends and family again. <laughs> and I said, no. And they were like, what's wrong? And the first thing out of my mouth was, I can't call anyone a cunt without them being offended. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally the first thing out of my mouth because like it's one of those simple things that like I won't get in trouble. They say America is the land of freedom. <laughs> But, you but can't I've say never that. felt more repressed in my life as an Irish person because I have to watch what I say all the time, <laughs> not because of the word, the c word, yeah, but because of like I can't say God damn it, yeah, and like I haven't felt this way since as a kid where I have to be like oh I can't say Jesus Christ, oh oh shit, <laughs> you know I can't say that I have to go back to Mary and Joseph. <laughs> you know? I said I said. Uh today in a grocery store and immediately got the urge to apologize for everyone <laughs> around me and actually did <laughs> it's gotten to the point now where my american friends are starting to call me a cunt <laughs> like but they'll look over their shoulder right like, like just check yeah. if anybody's shut watching you, shut up you stupid cunt <laughs> like, yeah i'm so proud of you but like yeah like like shakespeare used the word yeah. He spelled it out for the audience. <laughs> like, he did. In, like, in Twelfth Night. Yeah. Her C's, her U's, and her T's. <laughs> like, it, he does say C's, U's, and T's, but like... Yes, but it's there. If you listen to every single actor, they always go, mm, T's, <laughs> you know? Well, that's what it's meant to be, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I loved that fact about Shakespeare, that he had jokes for the pit, like the poor people that were standing, yeah. and he had jokes for the, the balconies. I do love and like, that. He really knew how to play that dynamic, you know? There were so many... You know, when I read Shakespeare in school, it was one thing. And then when I got out of school and started working Shakespeare, and I ended up working so much Shakespeare, the... Just... The sheer amount of penis jokes in Shakespeare <laughs> is astonishing. And, like, you Cox go comp. back... Yes. <laughs> well, like, you go back and you read it, and you're like, there is actually no other way this could be interpreted. Oh, my no. God. There's no other way it could be interpreted. Yeah, that surfing bastard is starting. Yeah, I put a little it bit is, more bourbon in it than I normally should it's have. It's coming at me. I love yeah. it. This drink is so good. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got that off the the blind the blind boy boat club podcast that I listen oh, to on every yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. 
Yes, which I recommend. Yes, I recommend it as well. He's hilarious. He wears a plastic shopping bag on his face all the time. Oh, wait. Yeah, you told me that your college, in your college years, you heard that song before. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Abby was like the only person that I knew that like had heard of this song before I introduced (laughs) it. Fuck your Honda Civic, I have a horse outside. Yes. (laughs) Oh, there's some great tunes there. Yes, there are. They have this, this amazing story where, um, did I tell you about the Salmon of Knowledge before? That sounds familiar, but I don't remember. It's, it's this old Irish legend that, like, Fionn McCool, I think it was, he was being trained by a druid in all these, like, cool things, like combat and fucking everything. Yeah. And they went out one day to go fishing for the Salmon of Knowledge. And the legend had it that, like, if you caught the Salmon of, the salmon of Knowledge and ate it, you would obtain all the knowledge of the world. So they catch him. And they start frying him up and the druid is called away on business or something. And he says, don't, don't fucking eat my fish. I'll kill you. Don't fucking eat him. <laughs> and of course, like Fionn's there, like rotating it or doing fucking whatever. But he goes to move it or take the hook out of it. Something happens where his finger hits the fish and he burns himself and he licks his thumb. So he obtains all the knowledge. But the rubber bandits have a great, <laughs> like they do this like little skit where they're fishing for the salmon of knowledge with like debate books and stuff but they end up catching his cousin the trout of no crack <laughs> crack meaning fun in uh, the Irish language and he's like, like it's literally like a I took fish. it the other way and I was like that's amazing no no but that's fun too yeah and he's just like obnoxious no like oh we're going to the shops are we buy me some condoms huge ones <laughs> and he's just this absolute arsehole but it's like it's literally a trout that they bought at the butchers and yeah. just stuck a string to the chin so they could move it and it's like I love absurd stories like that I fucking love them yes. <laughs> I absolutely love them and like I think that stems from like our own version of English but a lot of it comes from Irish where like when like stuff like when you say um, my name is Abby you'd say it's Misha Abby or uh, Abby is Adam dumb meaning the name Abby is on me you know so we yeah. have that like that you, you'll hear it in our, in our speech sometimes when we're talking English where like instead of saying so are you well we'd say you're well so we'll flip it yeah the you know and this this tends to happen a lot structure yeah. Is different. yeah um Glenn Hansart the one that wrote the music the music uh, for once said it best, I think, like uh, other countries invaded the world with spears and swords. The Irish invaded it with lyrics and poetry. <laughs> you know? I like that. And it's, it's true, you know, in a way, because we do yeah. have this. I can't explain Like, it's that thing again where like you don't notice it until you leave the country <laughs> where. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I can't yeah. remember what we're talking about. Segway drink. Segway drink. <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, I kind of want to go more into it because it seemed like you were touching on something really cool. You said you said invade the world with lyrics and poetry. And then you said, I can't describe it, but you miss it once you've left. Yeah, it's like. There's there's an old Irish saying as well, like, why say four words when you can say 40? That makes no sense to me. What? Like when you're telling a story. Yeah. Like, why say four words when you can say 40? Does that make sense? Like, because um, they're, diff- they're totally different. We're 40 Yeah, I know, but... Um, okay, when I was a kid, it was very rude for me to be asked a question and only respond with yes or no. Because in Irish, um, there is no word for yes and no. You have to use the verb. So, like, um, 
if I was asked, are, are you running down to the shops? The response would be, yes, I am running down to the shops. You know, we, we have this weird okay. thing where, like, we can't just say no or yes. It ha- Like, um, what was the... It was one other podcast I listened to, Mother Folklore, Padre Kovanig on it was saying, um, ah, shit, what was it? What did he say? Um, the shortest word in, or the shortest response in English is no. The shortest response in Hiberno-English, Irish English is, um, uh, no, 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 I don't think so. Uh, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. The shortest positive response in English is yes. The shortest positive response in Hiberno-English is uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> you know? Like, there's no short way of saying things. Yeah. Um, like we don't lie, but we don't tell the full truth. Like I was talking about earlier, we add in these little details just to make it more interesting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What was the? There's another old saying. I'm sorry. There's so many sayings. Yeah, um, go for it. Shit. What is it? I can't remember it now. I'd rather I'd rather have a. I can't remember. Well, if you remember it later, you just throw it in, and then that'll be a drink. Um. So. We just finished working on a show called The Field, mm-hmm. which is, like a classic Irish play. Uh, it's not you a... said it was like the All My Sons. Yeah, uh, in terms of, of weight. Ireland. Like, um, like most uh, male American actors will. Like that one day I will play Willie Loman, or one day I will play uh, the I can't remember his name. I've actually never read All My Sons, so I don't. The Dad and All My Sons. It's on the tip of my tongue. You know, the Dad and All My Sons. Yeah, the Dad and All My Sons. Yeah. Um, it carries that kind of weight. Uh, the character of the Bull McCabe. Every single Irish male is like, one day I'll play the fucking ball. I will play the ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like it, it's 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 our all my sons are our death of a salesman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about that in connection with this kind of other thing. During in our conversations, it seems like a lot of what affects your thought process, at least when you're here in this country, is the sort of culture shock between Ireland and America. There's the 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 kind of weight of being in a country that's not your own yeah. seems to kind of rest on you a bit. So. How much did that sort of feeling go into bringing a classic Irish play here? None at all. None at all. None at all. No, I. I um, Damn, I thought I'd got a really deep question there. So did I. I was like, where's she right? going? Where's she going with this? Ah. Um. Stumbled at the end. No, go ahead. Like, if I did that, it would probably be a completely different play. You know, I. I. It would probably end up that I'd start trying to accommodate uh, an American audience for an Irish play. You know, like I'd, 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 I'd make sacrifices on some subconscious level that wouldn't benefit them or the story. Right. So I just approached it the only way I knew how, where I'm an Irish person, I know what Irish life is like. A funny dynamic happened actually where... Um, like the, the conversations that happen in the field are things that I would have grown up with. You know, I would have yeah. heard things like banter like this and stuff. And like the first audience we had, they were like shitting themselves laughing at the most random things. Like, why are you laughing? That's not like she just said she had a drink after her dad punched her <laughs> <laughs> or not her dad, her husband. Oh, no. Well, oh. no, you know, like I'm not saying like there's a lot of domestic violence in Ireland or anything like that, but like 
like it's a colorful way of storytelling, you know. Yeah. Um, I never. I can I can only approach a project with my eyes. That's all I can do. The minute I try and look at it through somebody else's eyes, it's no longer not necessarily my story, but it's no longer my work. Yeah. You Is know? that how you approach acting too? Um. I was once told never to uh, approach a character the same way as before, so I never stick to any rigorous routine of doing things. Yeah. Except for one thing. The first thing I do is find out what the character's name means. I'll always do that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my name in English, David, means uh, beloved one. But in Irish, Dahi, it means limbleness. Nimbleness? Limbleness. What's limbleness? Oh, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Oh, what word am I trying to say? I haven't got a very high vocabulary, folks. Um, <laughs> limbleness. Li lim like, swift swiftness, sorry. Swiftness, swiftness. and um, nimbleness. Yeah. Yes. Limbleness? <laughs> that fucking suffering bastard is hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing that I'll do with each character that I uh, play is the first thing I'll do is look up their name find out what it means because it just it brings you right into this whole universe of things to research yeah. straight off the bat you know like there's no work behind it it's just like oh fuck <laughs> i have so much reading to do it's only day one <laughs> you know it's cool like different actors will have different sort of access points like that like christine will will uh look up their star chart yeah excellent yeah I haven't got the brain for that shit, though. Right. <laughs> you know, but like I wouldn't I'd like I, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. But that works for Christine. Great. Yeah. It's, and she's, she's marvelous. This, I know. She's the most marvelous. But. <laughs> Thanks. I feel great now. You're the second most marvelous, David. <laughs> second. Yes. You should be so flattered. Um, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> David, second most marvelous. <laughs> second most. Second choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that on a banner. Why have David you just... when you could have Christine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that on a banner. That's another segue it. drink. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, these, these sort of cool access points. And they're cool because they're personalized. Yeah, like, like yeah. everyone's... I think that's what Stanislavski... Stanislavski... <laughs> You can do it. I, can, I did it. <laughs> I think that's what uh, he was trying to set up. Like, I believe he said that as well. Like, this is my method. Now go find your own. But not word for word, but basically the gist, you know. And like, at the end of the day, it is really just what works for you. It really is. Yeah. Like, you can spend so many times trying to be a method actor like I did for fucking four years and probably about two grand yeah. <laughs> trying to do it and then snapping out of it and going hey this doesn't work for me and that's okay yeah but back to those extremists this is the biggest fucking thing i get with them and this is this is what really grinds my fucking gears yeah where the biggest response i get when i say method acting just never worked for me oh well you just weren't doing it right <laughs> fuck you <laughs> that's what people tell me about weed uh, weed yeah Anna's like that as well. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to say who Anna is. That's just, okay. just in case. No, um, I'm curious now. We'll cut all this. What about what? <laughs> oh, I wish I could keep that. I almost certainly can. 
Oh. <laughs> That's fine. I'll run down and get the picture, will I? Oh, yeah, get the picture. We'll pause. Please pause for this 15-second break. Abby and David did go get the picture, but they took more than a 15-second break, and by the time they got back to recording, the conversation had ranged too far, gotten too fun, and, in Abby's words, I have no idea how we're going to get back onto, like, art and theater from here. So, we'll jump to the end two hours later, when, against all odds, they pulled themselves back on track and read the outro. Okay, so we've, we're, we're at like two hours and 30 minutes, so we gotta stop. Or we could continue till three. No, we gotta stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to say goodbye? You have to read the outro. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Asheville's Dramatic Breakdown. That is Asheville's Dramiocta Bricius. Woo! If you have questions, comments, objections, suggestions, uh, commendations? Condemnations. Condemnations, thank you. <laughs> or praise, we would love to hear them. You can contact us at AshevilleDramaticBreakdown at gmail.com or you can look us up on Facebook. This podcast is conducted, recorded, and produced by Abby Oman. Oman? Did I say that right? Oman. Oman. Yeah. I never think I say your name right, and <laughs> I was right. Most people don't. Good job, Abby. Thank you. Is that when we high five or is that later? We can have many high fives. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Our logo designed by uh, Clinton Vickery. Nice. High five. Uh, our theme was composed and performed by Josh Stratton. High five. High five. Nice. Uh, production assistant by Ray. Ray? Ray. He spells Ray weird. Ray okay, Stratton. Wait. Is that a okay, woman? So Ray Stratton is my sister and brother-in-law's lizard. Okay, continue. Uh, equipment provided by Kevin Amon. Nice. Amon, high five. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Dad. Gurav Mina Mahagwath. Yadi. Nice. <laughs> and our guest uh, today was David Yates. Dahi de Gata. Dahi de Gata. And I would like to say, Slanagoyf. What is that? Bye, y'all. Slanagoyf. Beautiful. Okay, high five. Yeah. <laughs>